0: Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group. Featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents, you'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Level Up podcast, where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. We have a phenomenal episode for you today. We have Ricky Carruth, and we're talking about how to go relationship heavy, how to really build a, a 21st century you know business based around relationships that are enabled by technology, but not driven and uh, certainly not uh, ha- uh, hampered by it. Let's, let's put it that way. So how to actually build mm-hmm. real relationships with real clients that build a sustainable real estate business that can take you through any and all Market conditions. So, we've got a bunch of stuff to get into as always. Before we bring Ricky in, I'll bring Greg Harrelson in first, traveling on the West Coast today. So, you know, it's a little bit of a difference in your audio, Greg, because you are uh, in somebody else's office. Where are you at? I
1: am. I am in Marina Del Rey, California uh, today. And as uh, a lot of you know, that the East Coast was hit with a fairly large hurricane, or at least it was very large when it was out in the ocean. By the time it hit uh, just north of us, you know, in uh, Myrtle Beach, it had already died down a little bit, so Myrtle Beach uh, did fairly well. Our friends up in North Carolina are kind of suffering. There's a lot of flooding and whatnot, and uh, the kids were out of school all week, so I decided uh, to get in a plane, bring my family to California, and hang out for uh, for the week while they were missing school anyway. So, might as well, uh, you know, turn a uh, take a take the opportunity to see, see family and just hang out. So that's where I am.
0: No, that's awesome. And I just talked to, uh, Dobbin yesterday and I understand you guys got a chance to, to hang out, maybe do a little bit of fishing, which is uh, pretty awesome. So it sounds like you turned definitely made some, some lemonade out of the lemons.
1: Yeah, we evacuated, right. We had, to, we mm-hmm. evacuated from Myrtle beach. So I, I chose a place to evacuate where I knew people and there was a lot of activity. That's so that's exactly what we did. I went right. to see Dobbin at Get You Wired and, and we hung out on the river and fly fished and, and, yeah. uh,
0: Get, get a, little the river work, with the a little bit of work. I'm sure there was a little, you know, moderate, fair to moderate yeah, yeah. Business discussions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. So uh, let's uh, let's bring in Ricky. I'm I'm super pumped to have you here. It was a little bit a uh, little bit of a challenge getting everything coordinated, but we're finally together and able to uh, to record. So officially, welcome to Level Up Podcast. Absolutely, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me yeah really, really, really excited so uh so catch us up a little bit for those that might not know who you are obviously you're you're huge in the Gulf Coast region, so anybody that's down there in that area knows knows the name and knows who you are may have done some transactions with you. Um, but for those that might be outside of that area where you've been dominating for quite a few years, tell us a little bit about how you got there and and what that uh what that journey was like
2: actually, I grew up right here um, right here in the Alabama Gulf coast, Gulf shores and orange beach. Um, it's really beautiful. A lot of people don't know about it. Um, right on the Florida line, uh, Mm -hmm. it's white sand, palm trees, condos, million dollar houses. I mean, it's, it's really a beautiful place. And it's kind of a little secret, you know, not a lot of people know about it. So, but it's growing really fast. Um, you know, since the oil spill in 2010, that hit our area pretty hard. And, and the, uh, advertisements that BP did over the past, you know, for probably two or three or four years after the spill, it brought so many people down here. We've had record breaking years in tourism down here every year since. Every year has been a record breaking year. We have, last year I believe it was 6.5 million people that visited us. Our population is 20,000 between Gulf Shores and Orange Beach combined. So it's a small little beach town, but but it has huge tourism. Um, you know, so that's what I grew up. I grew up here with the Gulf Shores Elementary Foley High School and, uh, really as growing up as a kid here, you don't appreciate the beach and stuff, you know, cause you kind of take it for granted. But when I grew up, I went to a uh, couple different colleges, four colleges in two years. Um, that's when I realized I'd actually grown up in the middle of paradise, but, um, I, I realized college wasn't for me and I'm really good at figuring out what's most efficient. And when I realized that the real estate, career, um, the entry was one class as opposed to 10 years of school or four years of school or even a year of school. That was kind of my my aha moment, you know, where I wanted to just kind of go after that. But I was only 19 years old. So I didn't really I I was still, you know, unsure what I wanted to do. So I remember being in the class and uh, the teacher said, you know, after the after you pass this, you have a year to take the test, 90 days to find a job, you know, yada, yada, yada. I said, this is moving way too fast for me. I don't even know if I want to do this. I was really scared to tell you the truth. I thought, I thought you could get your license and that was it for the rest of your life. You could just jump in anytime you wanted. But uh, so I came back after I passed the class, didn't know if I wanted to do it, went back to roofing houses with my dad, which is what I did growing up. And after about two days on the roof, I was like, I'm gonna go take that test and try to do that real estate thing, get off this roof. So that's what I did. I got my real estate license in 2002. And, um, you know, I thought that was it. I was off the roof. I tried real estate for 30 days, didn't sell anything, had to go back to roofing. Now I'm roofing and doing real estate, trying to figure it all out. Took me eight months to make my first sale. That was in 2000 at the end of 2002. So then the market started exploding Um, and so I kind of got caught up in that and made a lot of money, made about a million dollars by the time I'm 23 and then the market crashes. And I lose everything. I go bankrupt. I'm sleeping on friends' couches. I go back to roofing houses. I'm working on an oil rig. Uh, that was 2005 to eight. I actually got back in real estate in 2008. You know, everybody looks at the crash as 2008 because that's the year the actual stock market crashed. But really, real estate started crashing long before that. Um, you know, I didn't even know what a stock market was at the time. I wasn't even paying attention to that. But, uh, you know, had to go back to hard labor, had to like reevaluate myself, figure myself out. That's when I had the most personal growth. Um, I read over a hundred books. I studied the market. I studied top producers, low producers. Um, I really um, figured stuff out during that time. And, and that's when I realized that my problem was and why I lost everything was that I was so focused on the deal. I was just so focused on the deal. I was kind of just my blinders were on. It was just about the deal, the deal, the deal. And then when I when when it crashed and burned, I lost everything. I had nothing to fall back on because transactions went down so much. And I didn't, I didn't understand the concept of, wait a minute, transactions are down, but there's still people out there that need help. They need, you know, to buy, they want to buy because it's cheap or they got to sell because they're in trouble. I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, and, and that's the problem with a lot of agents. You know, they're so scared about the market crashing on them and that everything's going to go away when in reality, there's a lot of opportunity when the market crashes. Buyers that buy when the market's down, they're great buyers. They want to buy now while it's down before it goes up. And they're investors and they buy multiple properties and they, they sell the properties with you later. And then the sellers got to sell right now because they're in trouble. There's so much urgency during that time and all the realtors get out of business. It's really one of the greatest opportunity, <laughs> you know, to be in real estate when the market's down. If you understand this concept, I actually wrote a book about this. Everything I learned uh, in the crash and these concepts I'm talking about, um, I, I, re- I put it in a book, my second book. But uh, from there... You know, I got back in 08 and I said, okay, I'm going to be the best now. I figured it all out, you know, and so I started selling. I was t- starting to sell some stuff and then the BP oil spill hit and that was a big down year for us and I said, great, this is a chance for me to like try out my, my new theories on the market, on a down market and see if I'm right. And I was, I made more money that year than I did the year before. And that, that was my big aha moment that I was on the right track with this relationships over transactions, you know, mentality. Uh, and then, and that's when I went to Remax that, that was when I was confident enough that I could make it under any market situation that I could take Mm. on that desk fee. The desk fees would always scare me, but I always wanted the brand of Remax. But, but I wanted to be sure before I took on this monthly obligation that was really big. So when, when I made it through that year, I went to Remax and really the rest is history. I uh, I just started grinding and working and, and pushing. 2014, I was the number one Remax in the state. Um, it did a hundred deals. I've done a hundred deals a year since as a single agent. I was number one last year. Last year I did 129 deals. It was 42 million. Um, you know, It was a big year. This year I'm on track to do the same thing. Um, so yeah. And then January 2017, I started writing, speaking, coaching and kind of wanted to branch out to help people. Because once I realized there was such a need and the the failure rate is so high in the industry, I decided that I I felt it was kind of my obligation to do my part to try to help reduce the failure rate. Mm -hmm. That's my mission is to reduce the failure rate in real estate by just spreading the message that it doesn't matter what the market's doing, um, it could go up, down, sideways, left, right, interest rates, transactions, prices, supply demand, it doesn't matter. It's about people. And if you understand that concept, you're going to win. You know, if you put the work in, you have the right intentions, you're just going to win.
0: Hmm. Love it. Well, there's a lot to uh, to dive into there. I want to uh, zero in for a bit on the relationships versus transactions. And and you can really put, pin it down to kind of a defined moment when it really dawned on you. I'm curious Greg, we, you know we've talked a lot about relationships and mm-hmm. having that that approach over a transactional approach. Can you pin it down uh, to, to a moment uh, you know kind of a moment in time when it really hit you that, that you were on the right track that, that that tendency or that that preference to think that way to think in terms of relationships that you were on the right track or was it was it more gradual?
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I can go back to um, gosh, I, it, was, it had to be 14 probably years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, somewhere in that range, when I went to the first business mastery that Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes ever put on, so it was the first one that they had, which was only a maybe 200 people in the room, right? And Chet Holmes would, had had already written that book, The Ultimate Sales Machine, and he was talking about databases. So it, it kind of kicked off my whole database venture. But really, what that moment was is that he made us look at like, what do we have? What is our value? Our value as a service industry is communication. It's information, right? It's our value is not a free phone. If you sign up for a two year contract, our value is a service. It's not a product. So then I had to really dive into, well, if our value is information and we deliver it through communication, then in my mind through communication is where we start establishing relationships and relationships, Actually, come from meeting strangers. We we take somebody from stranger to acquaintance to advocate by first being in communication and offering something of value. Then we become trusted, and they start to pay a little bit more attention. And then over time, we become even more trusted and more trusted. And now they're an advocate for us. So I just that was just something I learned from uh, Tony Robbins and Chet Holmes years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I, that changed everything for me. The whole business path that I was on.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. And, and Ricky, well, tell me a little bit about the results in terms of like, what, how, how does that show up in your business? It, can you nail it down to the fact that you have a, do you have a, like a really high percentage of repeat and referral business that forms your, the bulk of your transactions? Like, how does that, how does that approach show up in in the numbers? Well,
2: I actually, I look at every prospect that I actually connect with long term as 10 to 20 transactions in my career. So through repeat business referrals and referrals of referrals, okay? That's 10 to 20 deals over your career. So if you, if you connect long-term, each prospect you connect long-term with, even if they do a deal that day, that month, that year, in five years, it doesn't matter. Your job is to connect with them right then and leave a lasting impression forever and then you have to have systems in place to stay relevant, you know, stay in front of them, of course, so that they know who you are forever. But, but it's that personal voice to voice, which is something I don't think technology we're talking before. I don't think that they can really mm-hmm. replace the voice to voice. That's where the real connection is made. Mm-hmm. But, but each person is worth 10 to 20 deals to you. So, you know, I was thinking about the other day, kind of my theory on the 10 to 20 deals, each prospect. Well, when they refer somebody to you, okay, and you connect with them long term. Now they're worth ten to twenty deals, right? So really, when you start thinking about it, each prospect could be worth a hundred deals to you over your career, through all the referrals and the referrals of referrals. It, it's like a, it, it's like a, it's like a pyramid that co- that, that that comes down, uh, uh, you know. And so you never know which one is going to be, you know, which ones are going to be the ones that actually produce that many deals but you have to treat them all the same. And so the results really, I mean, just speak for themselves because, you know, you don't do hundred deals your first year in real estate, right? Or your second year in real estate. As I, I'm a single agent, by the way. I don't, you know, I don't know what teams do. Okay. But, but you're not going to do hundred deals. It's something that has to snowball into the hundred deals, right? And the snowball is your sphere, and, and, and the sphere to me represents not just people you know, but all of your past clients, all of your referrals, everybody, everybody is your sphere. And, and the, the larger you can get this sphere, people who know you like you trust you and you're staying relevant with, um, that's how you get to a hundred deals. People want to say, oh, I'm going to call expires or sell by owners and I'm going to make this many calls. And this is how, how many calls you got to make to get a deal. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to calculate this and boom, I'm going to do a hundred deals. It doesn't happen like that. It happens. The only way to get there is through relationships.
1: So what are some of the ways, like if, if I'm in your database and, you know, I'm in your market and I own a property, um, I'm not selling right this second, but mm-hmm. uh, somehow you've kind of locked into me as being a, you know, somebody that's in your database, like over the next year or two, what are some of the things that I might be experiencing from you? You, you mentioned calls. So how often do you call? And is it all phone work or are there any direct mail, any emails, any, any other things? What, what does that system look like? Because it sounds like you've kind of got it dialed down.
2: I think the first thing is, is you, ha- you have to develop that skill of being, um, make them feel comfortable with you, right? Making them feel comfortable is your job you got to get that skill down. Right. And then, and then, then, then they think, okay, this is, this is somebody different. This is not your ordinary agent. This is somebody different that I might have a connection with here. Um, and then you want to make sure, or you want to throw it out there. I always like to find out, is there an agent that you work with? You know, I want to just see, is there a relationship already in play here? you know, and even if there is, it doesn't mean that that's it for me and this client. I mean, people change real estate agents all the time, but I, but I want to know where their head is on who their agent is. And if there's nobody, then the door's wide open. If there is somebody mm-hmm. then maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'll make a decision based on their tone, their body language, what's going on. But it's a very important question because most agents have this incredible conversation with a prospect and then they think, I have this, this person, we're going to do all this business, but they don't realize their mom is a real estate agent or their cousin or best friend from high school. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a really important question uh, to ask from there. And normally this, is, normally this is done on the phone, a cold call to them. This is how I, I operate mostly, but I'll do this with a buyer lead, which I don't pay for leads. I may get a random lead somewhere or a referral that calls me or somebody I see somewhere that we'd start talking real estate. I want to know Is there an agent you might work with from there? I'm going to get their email address. I've sent a weekly email every single Wednesday Mm -hmm. since 2007, 11 years. That's through the, that was as soon as I got back in the business after the crash. Okay. So, so this email has went out through me changing companies, uh, me being on vacation, me, you know, hurricanes, oil spills, uh, crazy stuff going on in my life. Um, never missed a single wednesday since 2007 now what does that email do i created it it's not a drip what it does is is it is it they know it's a bulk email but they can see how much time you put into it and they know that it, and it's really good information it tells them what they really want to know it tells them closed sales pendings under contracts new listings articles of the area coming soon stuff you know stuff that they really want to know not how to cook shrimp etouffee. Or what color to paint your wall in the fall, because you know buyers are liking. There, this is what's in. They don't care about that drip stuff that's just that's automatically sent out. I don't believe in that because there's nothing behind it. There's no emotions there. But when you actually spend an hour every week and create something that that that's your stamp on it, and it's there every single Wednesday, they start to realize how consistent, hardworking, knowledgeable, professional. You know. They, they know that you're real when they see this come through for five years straight every Wednesday and you don't know it. They were watching the email, you know, it's been five years, but they knew four and a half years ago that you were their guy when they decided to do something and that they were going to refer every single person to you. So I like to spend a lot of time on that email. And uh, that's where I, that's where I go deeper with the relationships. I'm not really super big on calling people from time to time because I'm so busy closing deals. If I had time to do it, like if the market crashes tomorrow, transactions go down 60%, then I'm probably going to open up and call everybody I've ever talked to as many people as I can because the market's down and now we're in a different environment. I'm not, you know, there's not 30 pending deals on my board and I have time. Um, But Until that day comes, I'm just going to keep rolling like this because I I love it. I love the way that I've I've built my business where my clients come to me when they get ready. I'm not chasing them down. I'm not asking them. I'm not pressuring them. I let them come to me. So I stay relevant with them through the email. And then Mm -hmm. they come to me when they get ready for the most part. Do I call them from time to time? If I can, but I have over 10,000 people that get this email. Okay. That I've acquired over the last 11 years and I can't call all those people. You can't call those people. I mean, you, you can't call all them. I mean, you can never call. The thing about calling past clients over cold calls is that when you call past clients, they want to talk for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Cause that, cause they know you, they want to catch up. They want to talk uh, when you're cold calling. Yeah. You can bust through two or 300 calls in, in a four hour session using a dialer. But when you, but when you call past clients, you're you're going to be on the phone for 15 20 30 40 minutes per call okay it's a different it's a different situation so i just do the best i can do i try to show them how much i care by continuing to put that content out through the email and 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 that and that way and it wins most people over and if it doesn't i can't win them all i do the best i can do but they know that when they do want to do that deal because they've dealt with me in the past and they come to me they know that at that point I'm going over the moon. I'm going over the top. I'm calling them back every single time. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what I told them. I'm going to do. We're going to, we're going to get them the best price or we're going to get them the most money or we're going to, you know, I'm going to come help them move their furniture. We're going to do everything. You know, they know that, that they hadn't heard from me in a while. They've been getting my email, but if they call me, they know I'm going to be right there with whatever they need. So they know that. Yeah.
1: So what, one of the things like I, 10,000 emails in a database that's getting an email. That's huge. That's awesome. Sure. Everybody wants to know how in the world they can duplicate that. But the the question that I have, and because I think this is another thing that people who are emailing, uh, which I think is a fantastic way to uh, deliver, uh, you know, a message, how do you scale that? Like 10,000 people, you're doing 100 plus transactions. Like, what, how does that scale? Like what what is going to be your technique, even if it is a goal? I don't know if your goal is to get the 200 transactions one day, assuming it is, um, or you assuming you want to grow. Like what's the next, how do you scale this type of relationship strategy to continue to do more and more deals?
2: I don't, I don't, I'm maxed out. I do, I do a hundred, a hundred and say 30 deals last year. I made 1.1. 1. Okay. 1. I'll do the same thing this year. So so you you can't scale it unless i unless I grow a team, right yeah and I'm just not about that it's just not my style I'm just not there. so, what did I do two years ago? I decided to write a book and scale see i'm scaling me I'm scaling myself right see see I have as a single agent, I crush the teams around here by myself, like all the teams around here. I sell more than the whole ten person team or twenty person team or 10 person team, or whatever it is, um, because I'm so efficient. Remember, I said when I noticed the real estate class was one class, that, that's when I went for it. I'm really good at figuring out what's efficient. And that's why I've been able, that's why I'm able to leverage this email, you know, where I put very little effort in. I do one hour a week and I'm connecting with 10,000 people who, by the way, 25 to 30% open rate. So I got 2,500 people opening it every week, okay, because the wow. content. Because the content is there, right? And so <clears throat> so what, what I'm doing now, since, since I feel like I've climbed this mountain, you know, and I'm at the top because to get higher, I have to scale a team. So now I'm going to do the same thing in the real estate coaching world. I'm going to be the number one coach in the world. I'm going to do it by myself as just a single guy with, you know, because all these coaches have 150 coaches or they have these huge buildings with all these employees and all this stuff. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use the power of social media. I'm going to use the power of of how you can actually leverage things um smart uh without having to 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 go through all this um you know so I'm really good at figuring out what's efficient. I'm going to scale myself as a as a human being, you know, not just a real estate agent and you know a million dollars to me is a lot of money. I've never that's nobody in my family's ever done like they that is a lot of money. And so Mm -hmm. I'm okay there. What do I want to do? I want to make 10 million a year. How am I going to do that by myself? Well, I'm going to scale a coaching business where I'm coaching agents for absolutely free and make money through speeches and books. And that's how I'm going to be number one because everybody wants to be, everybody's going to come to me because it's free and I'm telling them how I did it. See, it's, it's really hard to listen to people who haven't done what you've done, which is really what most of the real estate coaching industry is. Is people who've never done what the agents actually wanting to do but they're really good salespeople. and actually the, the you know like the number one guy not to say any names but he's never sold real estate mad props to him because he's the number one guy in the industry teaching people to do stuff he's never done that is amazing to me like I like I love that that is the definition of hustle you know what I'm saying I
1: don't know Got it. yeah so you're ta- you're want you're basically from agent to entrepreneur, your, your agent, top producer, and now you're going to go and expand beyond just doing transactions. So instead of scaling more deals, more deals, more deals, you're, I, I like what you said, I'm scaling myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily scaling that system that you've created to do your deals. You'll probably create another system in the coaching side. And, uh, but you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're looking for opportunity to earn revenue and make a difference in the form of, uh, of sharing information with others and inspiring them to do, Duplicate what you've done, or maybe even be better than what you are. You know, you know what's so crazy? fun when you have a client.
2: You know what's so crazy is, is that is that I'm I'm doing I'm building this coaching business on the side because I'm still doing real estate full time, and I'll always do it full time. So the thing I, I'm not I'm not going to my goal isn't to replace real estate with the coaching. You know my my goal is is to do them at the do do it all do both. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, cause it's what I love. It's my passion. It's just, it's in my blood. I just love helping people, making people happy. You wouldn't believe how many emails and messages I get on a daily basis of people who, um, are, their lives are being changed, you know, with, with my books and my, my videos and my podcasts and my training sessions and all that stuff. Cause I'm teaching people that it's not about the deal. It's about the relationship. It's about hard work, and talking to enough people. The only reason why agents wouldn't be closing enough properties is because of, of one of two reasons. They're not talking to enough people, right? People they've never talked to, or they're going after the deal and all the people they're talking to can smell that they can sense that they're going after the deal and they, they, they put a block up. They don't want to talk to that. They don't want to talk to the, the agents who they feel like it's just there for them. It's a big problem with the real estate coaching industry. They're, they're teaching agents, how to figure out what the client can do for the agent. See, I'm reversing it. I want to teach agents how to figure out what they can do for the client. Mm -hmm.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Relationship first. Good. Awesome, man. Well, we could go for a long time on, on how to, how, like how to other ways creative ways to build relationships and build a business around relationships, which is awesome. Um, But uh, Ricky, tell people like where, where can they get, more of you and kind of get your perspective on how to build a relationship based business
2: like I said all my all my coaching stuff is totally free 100% free it's zero Um you go there sign up there's an online course and then we have training sessions it's, it's YouTube live every other Thursday uh, we've been doing it so like last Thursday I did live calls I did live calls for an hour or so the, the, the two weeks before that I did the listing my listing presentation. Uh, two weeks before that, I think I called expired. Uh, this uh, next week, I think I'm doing role playing where I'll call agents and you know, we'll be live. There's normally probably about 400 agents watching that. Um, over 4,600 agents are actually in the program right now. Um, so it's growing really fast and uh, but zero to diamond.com that's where all my stuff is. So if anybody wants to get in touch with me or find my social media stuff or whatever, you can just go there and connect and shoot me an email or, or whatever. And I'll respond if you have any questions or whatever.
0: Perfect. Love it. All right. Awesome. So that was uh, so zero to diamond.com. Perfect. All right. We'll make sure that we get that in the, uh, in the show notes for everyone. And then Greg, what's the best way to reach out and connect with you?
1: You know, I keep it easy. Just go to Facebook and find me Greg Harrelson and uh, hit that little Facebook messenger, send a message, send a message there. I'll, I'll I'm most likely will respond. I respond okay. to just about all of them. I'm not perfect, but I do try to get to every one of them. So feel free to reach me there.
0: That's right. All right. And then for the podcast itself, make sure to go to, you can check us out on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You can leave a review, which would be fantastic. Let, uh, let people know kind of which episode you enjoyed the most. If there's someone like Ricky, make sure to give them a public shout out in the review so they know that uh, you appreciate their time and their contribution, giving back. And then you can always go to the leveluppodcast.com. You can get all the links there out to the various platforms. You can watch the video version there if you prefer just to kind of set it and throw it up on the laptop and, and watch the video version, which is always nice to see that. So we appreciate everybody watching, listening, sharing the show. You guys are awesome. We appreciate everyone in the audience who uh, who listens and participates. Normally we're on Facebook Live. This particular one we were not able to, but we are live for the most part every Wednesday at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. So keep an eye out for that. We're live on the Level Up Facebook page where you can actually interact and get your questions answered, and you know ask the guest the guest questions and things like that. So make sure to keep an eye out for that as well. All right, Ricky, thank you so much. We appreciate your time and sharing contribution. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed the conversation. Good deal. Yeah. Thank uh, you for the content. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.